Hi, everyone. You are now tuning in to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We present our final discussion with our special guest, cinematographer and director of photography, also known as DP, Seamus Tierney. We hope you enjoy part two of our discussion. Thank you for joining us today. Now, let me ask you as well, um, how much work do you feel is too much work for you? And what are some things that you do to decompress? Yeah. Well, no, you know, these, this filmmaking is very long hours at times. You're talking 10, 12 hour days, however many days a week, you know, there's unions in place and all of that stuff. But um, sometimes it's the deadlines that really make it, you know, so what are some things that you do to decompress and how much is too much? Like you ever tell your agent, listen, stop this. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I can't like... Do yeah. you want me to die? No, it's not. Well, especially TV, because TV is is a very fast pace compared to, say, a film. Um, you know, it took me a little while to get into TV. I was resistant, and I finally uh, broke when some friends that I'd made movies for asked me to do it, and I did it. Um, and it, it's definitely a different beast. I know that's not your question, but the 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 okay. point is, like, after a TV show, I I need to like take a couple weeks off. I, I used to be able to just roll right movie to movie to movie because I knew that I'd have prep to sort of relax. But nowadays, I, I I try to take at least a month if I can afford it off in between. And what I normally do, what I've done for years, is I'll go somewhere cheap and I'll travel slash live somewhere for a month. You know, because I don't, I'm a, it's a long story, but I'm very nomadic. I don't really have a permanent address. I haven't had a permanent address in about 15 years. I'm so, the same way. I bounce yeah. all over the place. If you, you say, get it. hey, yeah. I have a place for you to stay in London, I'm coming. Yeah. Can I take my car with me? <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> How much is it to ship my car over there? No, you know? yeah. no but so, I can- yeah. So I, I do the, I live cheaply and I try and go somewhere that I've never been before. Like I've, uh, you know, I did a trip to Mongolia. I did the Camino de Santiago, which is like a walk from the French Alps down through Spain. You know, I I lived in Vietnam for a couple months after I did a big movie. Yeah. So that's what I do. I just go somewhere weird and cheap and hang out. (laughs) And eat good food and hang amongst the commoners. Not not amongst the commoners, but just like I think that's a really great way to decompress, like get your mind completely off of it and um, unplug. So it's really nice to hear like what uh, what you do for yourself to really um, try and power down from all of that, Uh, because some people do. They just keep going until they have health care, health, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I need to to take a break and also going to different places also I feel like recharges my uh you know storytelling sort of ambitions you know what I mean it's like I get to see a different part of the world and how different people live so it's like that's why I got into this business in the first place it's like to tell stories about things that I have no idea about and experience it through the process of the filmmaking you know which is I've been lucky enough to do so that is so dope. Let me ask you, what is your favorite, favorite place you've ever visited in the world? I know what mine is. I could definitely tell you what mine is. Huh? What's yours? I, so I'm a warder, baby. 
right? Uh-huh. So anywhere with the ocean is amazing, but my favorite was Barbados. Oh, I've nice. been to a lot of the different islands and stuff, but Barbados was just the ocean there. Like I'm, I'm able to swim in deep, deep water. I think I was probably like more than half a mile offshore. Oh, just wow. like in the because there's no waves. It's not like yeah. you know the U.S. where you'd probably drown. You know, this was just like a little bob. And yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. You know, yeah. the water was like crystal, crystal and blue and just, it was gorgeous. I could have been there forever, you know? Yeah, it is yeah. nice. Yeah, I guess, I, I I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like I've been to a bunch of places. Mongolia was pretty cool just because there's like, you leave the major city, Ulubertan, and it's like, there's nothing nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles just these rolling hills just beautiful but i don't know it's a tough question you know um i don't know i've fiji i don't know yeah so this one would be this helps me clarify if someone said tomorrow you can move there or when you got there you were just like i want to immediately come back that's usually your favorite place okay then it's probably scotland (laughs) (laughs) I love how you just pivoted. See, it it helps though. What means Scotland? So Scotland, I just, I I literally just got back about a month ago. Um, Mm -hmm. It is magical. It's like if, if unicorns exist in the world, that's where they live because (laughs) you could drive in the highlands of Scotland and there's just like miles of this, you know, try and picture Scottish highlands in your mind. And it's like these craggy mountains with like, fields of uh vegetation and and it's like there's nobody around and i guarantee you like i said if unicorns live that's where they live <laughs> they just come walking from around something yeah. just like, you're like what the hell yeah hey, unicorn can i pet you kind of thing <laughs> yeah. it's just beautiful oh man beautiful so let me ask you i keep saying so let me ask you sorry you guys you're probably like <laughs> you stop saying that it's almost as bad as um Right. Someone's like, um, um, so yeah, um, um, let me ask you one more time. Can I ask you again? No, but uh, you're like, yeah, one more question. Did you have a mentor um, when you were getting into this bit, into this industry or, you know, during it and stuff? Yeah, I had a few. I had, um, like I, like I mentioned before, Thomas Hamilton was a gaffer who I worked for. And I think what Tom taught me the most was one of the most important things was as an electrician coming up and then also just as a film technician was sort of a discipline um, about how to do your job in a streamlined and focused way. And I think that's so important for filmmakers because, you know, time is money. Mm -hmm. No matter big or small, it's still time is money. By because the minute, you guys. By, by the second. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're in the day and you're like, it's like you're trying to push that boulder up the hill and you only have so many hours to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he taught me uh, basic stuff like staging, restaging of equipment, how to, how to have something ready when the DP calls for it or the gaffer calls for it and just, you know, squared away. He was adamant about like how to wrap cable and all these things that seem so basic, but like literally it's the domino effect like you were saying of like if one thing's not ready you know or takes a little bit more time that's gonna expand and make the day 
go longer or you're not going to get the shot you wanted. You know, you're not going to get the performance out of the actor that that extra take that you might've needed or that you could have gotten, you know what I mean? So Tom was a very big influence that way. And then I had two cinematographers that I worked for as an electrician and a gaffer later when I sort of worked my way up from electrician to gaffer, which is something your your audience might want to know. It's like the gaffer is the head of the lighting department. And then Mm -hmm. he or she will have a best boy and then a crew of electricians that work for them. Um, And like, you know, depending on the size of the project, there'll be like maybe two electricians or three electricians. And those are the folks who are sort of, you're all running around changing the lighting in between setups or setting it up initially. So um, when I started working as electrician and a gaffer for other cinematographers, directors of photography, two of them, I I would, like I said before, I would just bug the heck out of them. Like, why are you doing that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you putting the camera there? (laughs) Which I love. Ask questions, take notes. If someone is taking the time to tell you things like, yeah, yeah. The worst you can do is ask somebody 30 times. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but it's true. Cause like there were some cinematographers that I would work for and they'd be like, I don't have time to talk to you. And fair enough. Maybe they don't. And then, but a couple of them were just like, yeah, okay, here's why I'm doing this. And, you know, imparting the wisdom, not all of them. I would say probably like 80% of the time I was either too scared or I knew better not to ask this person what they were doing. Cause they looked too busy or too stressful but on these smaller indies that i used to work on with these two guys uh um Aaliyah lissy and milton cam were the two cinematographers that kind of like literally any question i wanted to ask them i could ask them and then it our relationships grew and it became a, a thing where i could start to suggest things you know, or like, mm-hmm. how about we do that? Which is what a gaffer, which is really what you want out of your gaffer or any of your heads of department. You know, you want your key grip to say, yeah, we could do the shot with a piece of dolly track here, but we could also do it with like a jib arm and come down here and like, you Absolutely. know what I mean? So I got, you know, I tried to foster those relationships as I do now with the folks that I hire as my keys of, or heads of department. You know what I mean? Like I want them to bring as much as they want or can to the table because it's only going to make the, the the movie better. So I don't know if that really I love that. Question. No, you answered it. And now a word from one of our sponsors. After starting my podcast, I needed to hire the pros to market the content. Are you looking for digital success? Look no further. World Boss HQ is your strategic partner. Their experts turn your vision into a digital masterpiece. From stunning websites to powerful marketing, they've got you covered. Startups or established businesses, they are your one-stop solution. Visit worldbosshq.com. That is W-O-R-L-D-B-O-S-S-H-Q.com. And unleash your potential today. World Boss HQ Digital Marketing. Your online empire awaits. We are excited to bring you this world-exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com or www.theanukechronicles.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your myths were born from our history. Let's check it out. Life, 
A vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be. Or else, what's the point? You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries. Zira and Lilzor, and to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. And how is your own mentoring process? So it's definitely great that you're paying it forward for that future generation. And, and you you looked at the examples that you had, right? And oh. you've incorporated that into your own style. Yeah. So instead of being closed down, you know, like you could have easily done like, hey, I don't have time for this. Okay, you have a question real quick. If we have time, let me just show you. Because how yeah. else are you going to learn? How else can these aspiring filmmakers learn anything if you're not willing to teach them anything? And I mean, like, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, on site, not just yeah. like you mentioned, read the read the um, instructions for this camera and yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you know. this guy in film school. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness we had um, the insurance for the camera equipment. He took out the most expensive, whatever, right? From okay. the from the school. Scratch the lens. Oh. Thank oh. God he had taken out the insurance. Oh. They were like, that lens was $75,000. And I was oh. like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh. yeah. Guys, you can get up there with some very expensive equipment especially all the broadcast stuff, it does not hurt to open your mouth and ask questions. Yeah, and and uh, pay for the insurance. It's always pay for the, oh my <laughs> Lord. Pay yeah. for the insurance or get offset. Go yeah. run, hide, change your name, go to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Move no, to Barbados. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I always, I always try to... Uh, answer questions I, I actually love it to be honest with you and even if i'm busy i'll come back to it when we're like when we've like finished a scene or whatever i, I try not to I try to go back to the person and say hey what was your question let's talk through it yeah because i i think it's invaluable and you're right how else are you gonna learn that's how i learned i learned by just asking a bunch of questions and watching observing asking watching observing asking you know what i mean and also let's get on to the other side of things because we've been really positive right not negative, but just a learning opportunity, right? I'm sure you had those times where you had to let people go. Uh, yeah. Could yeah. you give I, examples on like certain things that could potentially get you there? 
you know, showing up late maybe, or not being open to change or, you know, any of those things on, you know, maybe somebody fake their whole resume. Or yeah. I, I know. I hate, I've had to do it. Like not thankfully, not that many times, thankfully. Um, but the times that I've had to do it, uh, it's, it's usually a lack of experience. Mm -hmm. Somebody, and this is like, I don't know how to really work around this. I mean, I guess I do. So the, the, both of them, both of the, both of the times that come to mind have been, uh, camera operators, mm -hmm. um, and camera operating is a great job. It is a art form that you need to practice that because it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it, 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 it take, it's like riding a bike. It's like, you have to train, you have to figure out how to do it. You know, you, you get on, you have the training wheels, you take them off and then you fall a bunch of times. So the problem not with, that with is, the camera, you guys, not no, no, camera. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just a mat. It's just, it's like, it's almost like becoming a pilot. You have to have, you have to bank the hours in the cockpit to, to, to figure out how to do it. So how does a person learn how to do it? You got to just give them a shot. And I've given some people a shot, you know, and like, cause I want them to move up from ACing to operating, say, and sometimes the project has been too high stakes to mm -hmm. the stakes are too high to be a learning experience. So I guess what I would say is take, if you want to move up to the next step of, of the next level of whatever you're in, whether it's from an electrician to a best boy or a best boy to a gaffer or a a company grip to a best boy to a key grip or a, 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 an AC to an operator, take smaller projects where you can make mistakes, like shoot a student film or work in a student film or some little thing. Maybe you do your own thing and like shoot your own stuff where you're operating the camera and, and figure out, you know, how to do it basically yeah. before you get into the, the high, the higher stakes where you're, you're probably, if you're not doing it, as good as say the director wants to do. Cause I've had directors come to me and say, Hey, Seamus, like the operating is not so great. Can you operate? And then I have to take over. And it's like, it's not good for anybody. You know, it's not good for your morale, but you know, that yeah. being said, everyone, you got to learn somewhere. So I say, do the small jobs, do, do your own stuff and, and get your confidence up and get your skill level up and then move up. You know what I mean? And also I think another added thing to that is, even if that has happened to you, it's nothing wrong with getting up and trying again, right? Oh, definitely. So, yeah, all the advice that you just gave is like, get back out there, practice some more, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I don't know about anybody else, but I've had my stuff ripped to shreds. It's called yeah. constructive feedback, constructive criticism or whatever, you know? It's more this, the job obviously that he's mentioning is more hands-on, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I love to make not comparisons, but so people can understand, say, in like a corporate environment, right? If someone so, asks you to do a PowerPoint presentation and then you send it to your boss and it comes back with a million and one red marks, which <laughs> happens, right? Yeah. Over time, that could be for your first five, 10 presentations, but you're actually learning, right? right? You're learning not only their style, yeah, but the format, the structure of doing it you know, to that brand or whatever the case may be. So look at it as the same thing, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how else you learn. How else do you learn? And please, yeah. God, take notes, y'all. Please take notes. <laughs> Maybe not fail. on set, but like mental notes, if they let you 
videotape it real quick if they're showing you steps or something. But please, please don't be that person that is asking the same question 30 times. That <laughs> will get you bounced off. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're like on a 30-day shoot and like the first five days, they literally come to you and say, so where do I put this at? And you're like, yeah, yeah, totally. Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. So let me ask you, again, my favorite thing, let me <laughs> ask you, um, when was that pivotal moment that you knew you had made it from, in this industry, from aspiring to professional? I guess, um, I guess when I got more legitimate projects and I guess that's a gray area but mm -hmm. um I think I knew that I had that I didn't have to quite worry about when the next job was coming after I'd shot a few movies at like say Sundance films that also like got some awards or you know got got uh, distribution um I guess that was the moment you know look it's 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 not again, like I said, I would do this for free. So it doesn't really matter. But when I knew that I didn't have to worry about when the next job or where the next job was coming from, that's when I was like, okay, I think, I think I, I think I can make a go of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feed myself, uh, I can house myself and I can still <laughs> do what I love to do. You know, somebody's going to pay me to do this like crazy. Yeah, someone's going to pay me. They're not lowballing me. They're not saying, yeah. Hey yeah. friend, would you do it as a favor? You know, and I still get those to this day oh, as a screenwriter. Yeah. It's just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe you don't know what the concept of screenwriting is. It's literally <laughs> every film is a novel that someone has written. You know, it yeah. might not be 300 pages. It might be 120. You don't just crank those out overnight. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of work that goes into it. And I'm just like, oof. the worst thing we get is, Oh, I got a great script idea. <laughs> Do you have 115 to 20 pages worth of a film idea? Do you yeah. have an episodic, yeah. you know, more than 30 pages or what? You know, it's just like, like six months of your work that you've done on the paper. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, that's really great. That's some really great advice. And I mean, you do have an agent. Um, yeah. Whoever your agent is, no, he will not take less than Norm because he said this on the podcast. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, he yeah. will not. Yeah. Yes. He will do it for free in his second life. Seamus will yeah. do it for free in his yeah. second life. Oh, I don't, I don't think they're going to uh, let me do it for free because they got to take their 10%. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. All right, so all right, my final question, and then we'll just wrap this bad boy up because I know you have your very busy person even with the strike and all, people are definitely prepping. If, you know, once you listen to this, if we're still in the strike and everything, 
I feel like everybody should be prepping to go immediately. If they say this thing is over tomorrow, you better believe them floodgates are opening and people are going to be stumbling in, tripping over themselves, and <laughs> you have to be ready, right? So this is the time to work out, hit the gym, get in the pool, be on vacation, relax yourself, game plan. Me as a screenwriter, I'm writing right now, you know, so it's kind of like it does not matter. Just be ready to go. But are there any projects out there now that you'd have loved to have worked on? So, you know, you mentioned like maybe Emily in Paris, you're going to be working on that again. But was there something you watched in theaters or at home and you were like, damn, that's dope. I wish. I oh, every, huh? every day. Every day I see something. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I shot that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but name yeah. drop a few because that person could be watching and then, and again, it's pouring back into the community, right? You know what I'm, you know what I'm addicted to right now is this Apple show called uh, Foundation, I, my, The Foundation. It's sci-fi, and I would love to do a sci-fi movie. I'm kind of a really? sci-fi. I, I did one years and years and years ago. It was so low budget, uh, <laughs> but I, but I loved it. Um, so yeah, I would love to do more sci-fi just cause it's such a cool, uh, genre. Um, and even a genre that I'd love to like sort of break the rules with maybe, but yeah, oh, absolutely. Let me tell you, I write for action adventure and sci-fi stuff, big budget stuff. I don't give a damn. I even tackled, um, a Superman alternate, alternate universe script, like the origin of his parents, his real parents. Hi. Yep. Um, and it was so much fun because okay, so you're a sci-fi nerd too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what is the one? Um, it, it, it's still on sci-fi. I forgot the name of it. It's like off planet something or whatever. And it was initially on one channel and then the network picked, oh, sci-fi. It was on the sci-fi and then I think Expansion? Netflix. The expansion. Yeah. That is my <laughs> show. I love it. Something about it, it, it's transcended over the years as the seasons have gone, you know, it's become into a little bit too political, you know, with, mm -hmm. with the sci-fi at first, it was like, oh man, what is that thing? You know? So, but I still love the show. It's just so many content out there. So guys, if you're listening and you work sci-fi and you have an actual decent, real budget, Seamus is holler at his agent. <laughs> Definitely. I'll do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So Seamus, I really appreciate you coming on. Again, guys, if you want to definitely check him out, follow him on LinkedIn, look up his social channels. Um, he is not the commercial ad production guy, <laughs> but they might be making Seamus and Seamus production. Yeah. Seamus and Seamus, law firm. <laughs> and which is pretty dope. Um but yeah, guys, if you want to get in contact, I really appreciate you coming on Conversations with Filmmakers. This is a podcast that we've developed for aspiring filmmakers to really educate them, bring on people, bring on the pros, get that behind the scenes stuff and really see what you're passionate about and which direction you want to go in this industry. It's a lot of work. He's out here grinding. We're out here grinding. But it's excellent when you really get in here and you're following your dream. So if this is your dream, definitely follow it, right? Got it. All right, Mr. Tierney, do you have anything else for our audience? No, thank you so much. This was awesome.
I love talking about film. And so I could do it all day long. <laughs> I love that. So guys, again, conversations with filmmakers, Seamus Tierney, DP, cinematographer, extraordinaire, ready to run these teams, passionate about sci-fi. Call this man if you have an actual budget. He is ready to go. He will bring his old squad. They will bring, what is it, the generator as well? <laughs> Hopefully this time they will not forget the generator. <laughs> he will have the generator ready. And he is one of those people that are able to pivot on the dime, which we love. So thank you very much, audience, for joining us. And till next time. Bye, y'all. You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McCray, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.uk, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.